So did anybody, I, I, I kind of shared the post to general counsel, the services. Did anybody tune in at all? No? I posted those there. <laughs> all right. Um, so general counsel, what is general counsel? General counsel is, it's open to all our ministers. So we'll have like a district, a statewide one that's in the spring. Usually it's in April. And then general council happens every other year, so it's a biennial thing. Um, and so ministers all across our nation gather there, and they do business. So there's things that they vote on, resolutions that are passed, not passed. They take, do some elections for executive presbyters, regional presbyters, um, our national leadership. So we voted on our secretary, Donna Barrett, so she was in Nebraska last year for our, our minister's retreat. Um, so she was reelected. And then I think our assistant superintendent was reelected. And then we elected a new world missions um, director. Uh, the former one uh, retired. And he was, um, when COVID was happening, he actually was on the ventilator for similar time what John Kruger was. Uh, for an extended period of time, they really gave him less than a 10% chance of pulling through it. And uh, God, God intervened, and he pulled through it and recovered. But they, him and his wife retired, and so they elected a new person for that role. So we did those things. And then um, in the mornings, they do services. So um, usually the services were in the evening. So I don't know if they're totally changing that up in future ones, but this year they did the services in the morning, business in the afternoon. And we actually had the evenings somewhat free, but by the time you get out of the business, you eat, it's kind of like then we take a walk and go to bed, right? <laughs> Start over, right? Um, so Columbus was really cool, and I mean that literally. I mean, it was really pleasant weather there. Uh, there was no humidity. Um, so I don't know if that is typical that time of year, but it was really cool. But we would walk down downtown Columbus, and it was just really eerie um, in that we're kind of in the business district, and we'd walk down the main drag, the main business there, and it was just empty after 5 o'clock. There was just nobody there, so it was, it was really eerie. And so we did find ice cream, an ice cream place that was open after 5 o'clock. We went in there and got some ice cream the first night. And I said, man, is it always like this? And he goes, yeah. He says, since COVID, it said it just really, it really changed them. They still haven't. He goes, it's coming back a little bit, but they really haven't recovered, so... Uh, it's just interesting how some states handled it differently than others. And even in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, we just saw a lot of businesses like um, small cafes that would probably, small resorts and cafes that were right along, most of the developments along the main road. Because <laughs> I don't know if there's people out there beyond the main road, but most of the development is just on the main road there. There's just not a lot of businesses up there. <laughs> it reminded me a lot of Alaska. All right. Um, the further west you go, you know, towards Duluth, the more you, s you, you see more business. But, um, yeah, you just had to make sure, okay, I'm filling up. There's a gas station. I'm going to fill up here because I don't know when I'm seeing the next one. And uh, Anyway, but we just saw a lot of places where they were closed, and it uh, looks like they had closed up permanently. So um, impacted different areas differently. So. Um, so this morning, we've been going through a series in the book of Acts, but I wanted to... Um, the first morning, I guess, of general counsel, our superintendent, Doug Clay, shared a message from Matthew 11. And I thought it was just a good reminder of what Jesus, he gives us an invitation here to the people he was ministering to. 
And I think as we come out of summer and we go into a new school year, it's just a good reminder. We're going to be in Matthew 11, 28 through 30. I've, been call, I've called it the invitation. And so before we dive in, let's just look to the Lord in prayer and invite God's presence. Father, we thank you for this day, dear God. We thank you for the opportunity to study your word um, and to be together as your people, to fellowship, to encourage one another, to grow in you. And so, Lord God, we just, in, in these moments, we invite your Holy Spirit to come and speak um, to us and change us, transform us. In your name we pray, amen. Let's read these verses um, together follow along. I'm reading from the NIV, verse 28, Jesus is talking um, it's one, you know, it's a red letter there, so he's, he's talking, teaching, it's a teaching time. Um, so we're going to jump in to part of it here, the last part of it. And the crowd, he's probably talking to a crowd, but we can gather, he's talking to people that have gathered to hear him speak. And just a little bit of context there, there are people that have been trying, many of the people have probably been trying to live under the guidelines of the religious leaders. So not only were they, the law had become more than what is written in the Old Testament, but these religious leaders had added things on top of those things that God was calling them to do. And so they're trying to keep all these demands, and they're tired, they're weary of doing that. So verse 28, Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Amen? You know, it's pretty simple words there. And, you know, when, when I hear people, we finish up the school year, so spring, you, and people are tired of the school year, right? And we're ready for summer, right? Woo, we're excited. And then we go through summer, and it's kind of like, man, school year's starting up. And then we, we come out of summer, and I hear a lot of people, they're exhausted from summer, right? Am I, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> that was supposed to be the time. that. Now, we, we travel, and we, as Chrissy said, we have the vacation from the vacation, right? But we can sometimes we can get through those times and... Uh, we need those vacations, but we can also, they can also be their own type of exhaustion. So, let's look at this. He's, Jesus says, come. So, imperative, he's saying, hey, come to me, move towards me. Those that are weary, those that are exhausted, tired due to overuse, stress, or great strain. That's what weariness is. Burden means to place that load upon. You can think of the pack animal, whether it was the donkey, the mule, um, the load that was placed upon them to carry that. And so Jesus is talking to those that are tired and weary. Maybe they were tired of keeping the law and what was being asked of them. Maybe they were just tired with life and the demands of life. Can you identify with that, right? Whether it's work, um, taking care of the home, the household, raising a family. Um, not all of it is bad, but it is tiresome, right? It is tiresome. It can be hard work. And so what is making you weary? What burdens are you carrying even as you came through these doors this morning? <laughs> yeah. What burdens are you carrying? 
You know, sometimes we talk openly about those, but sometimes I know, I know very well that there's burdens that people carry as they come through these doors. And maybe we're ashamed to share them. Maybe we don't think anybody cares. Maybe we think we're the only one that is carrying those things. We're feeling that way. But we need to hear the words of Jesus as the first principle to come to Jesus for rest and renewal. Come to him for rest and renewal. And too often I think we go, 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 and we neglect the needs of our soul. And to me that is the big, the big danger of summer, if you want to call it a danger, or the challenge, whatever you want to call it, is that summertime we go and we get away from our normal routines, but we tend to go, 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 and then we sometimes leave the care of our soul someplace out there. And we put it on the side, and our soul still needs to be maintained. We still need our time of prayer. We still need to be in God's Word. We still need to be gathered together in God's house to worship together. We need those times to refresh our soul. And it's, it's interesting how God has created cycles, right? We're in a weekly schedule. And, you know, that's, you know that was kind of established by God, right? We have this, the Sabbath day. And there was kind of a reset, right? The Sabbath day was kind of a reset. We're going to start over and we're going to refresh, renew, and we're going to start a new week. And we need those cycles even, no matter what season we're in, we need those cycles to refresh and to renew. We, I don't think God has made us to go, go, go. He hasn't made us to go, go, go. He's caused, go, 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 but then take a break, Right? <laughs> right? Take that rest and renewal. And Jesus says, come to me to find rest and renewal for your soul. And then get back out there. Get back out there and do what he's called you to do. But recharge, renew, and be strengthened. And maybe that's where you're at this morning. Maybe you're just a little bit weary. Maybe a little bit burdened. God says, come to him. Secondly, he says, take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke upon you. There again, it's the imperative. It's not a suggestion. It's, hey, it's a command. Take my yoke upon you. Take up and lift upward. Place it upon you. Now, yoke, what is a yoke? It's not an egg yoke, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. But it is what? It's a piece of equipment. And Chris, I think we got a picture there, if you can pull it up there. Yeah, there's a yoke for cattle, and you can have it for oxen, um, maybe even mules and stuff. But the idea is not to hold them in bondage. So sometimes that term yoke can be used in a negative way to, um, you know, for bondage. So even in slavery, they were, sometimes they were yoked together. We're not talking about bondage here. We're talking about a, a piece of equipment that is designed to, to um, allow those two animals to work in tandem to get a job done and to do it efficiently and effectively. And Jesus says, hey, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. So the religious leaders would sometimes refer to the yoke of the law, the yoke of the law. So when they talked about the law, they were meaning the teachings of the Old Testament, primarily the first five books of your Bible, okay, is when they were talking about the law. That's what they were talking about. And they would talk about the yoke of the law. In other words, your obedience to the law was you're being yoked to the law, okay, by your obedience. 
And that's what seems to be wearing them out is because not only were they trying to do in the teachings that God had given them in, those, in, the, in the law, but now it was all the other things that the religious leaders had added on to over the years since God had given them the law. Small things, but things that made it more difficult to follow God. And so Jesus says, take my yoke. The second principle is take Jesus' offer to do life in partnership with him. That's what I see there. To yoke with him. You know, and I, I have to catch myself, <clears throat> so this really steps on my toes, but too often I find myself, if you can just have that imagery of being in uh, two horses harnessed up, and too often I find myself being the one harnessed up, pulling and pulling and pulling, and I'm giving it all I have. And God's someplace else, but I'm out there just working, you know. And that's not the picture that Jesus gives us, is it? I believe he wants us to work hard. He wants us to give it all, but it's to be in tandem with him. That he wants to be yoked with us, sharing the load with us. Are you following me? And too often, we think it all depends upon us instead of relying upon him through prayer and just walking with Him and being present with Him. Um, God has not expected us to carry our burdens all by ourselves or to carry that load all by ourselves. It's to be with Him. Am I connecting there? Um, and I, I have to catch myself very often because um, I, I grew up in a, a very blue-collar home and family. Started working in construction at age 12. You know, they didn't have laws back then, you know, age 12. I was up there shingling. I was doing stuff, carrying shingles on roofs and um, um, doing pretty, walking on walls, you know. I don't know if you've ever walked that, done rafters and stuff like that. I don't know if I could do that now. I don't know if I have the balance to do it back. Uh, <clears throat> you know, if I would have fallen, it would have been ten, eight, ten feet down on the cement, you know. Um, but, you know, you, you learned how to do those things. So you have that good work ethic. And, and I think... Uh, I wouldn't change that for anything in the world, but we have to also remember that when we work, we work. I know that's just very profound. But when we pray, God works. And I think when we partner with God through prayer, through his word, there's only so much that we can humanly do, but when we pray, there's things that God can do immeasurably, immeasurably more than we can ask, think, or even imagine. Amen? And so that's where I think Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and he prayed. Now, Jesus had a very busy schedule, but he would leave early in the morning. He would get away by himself and he'd spend time with the Father. And we think, ah, he was the Son of God. You know, he just, you know, he'd snap and things would happen. No, he, wa he was the Son of God, but he was also human. He set aside a lot of his powers so that he could be human. And so the miracles that he did, the ministry he did, he did through the Holy Spirit just like you and I. He had the human limitations that you and I have. He got tired. He got hungry. He got weary. And so he needed those times with the Father just as much as you and I do. And I, what I find is that when the load gets too heavy, that probably means I'm not spending enough time with God and saying, God, I need to fellowship with you. Right? Right? Because ministry, 
And I use that in the term of not only full-time ministry, but just in sharing our faith with other people and living the Christian life. It shouldn't be a burden. It should be a joy. It should be a privilege. But if we are not walking in fellowship with him and being yoked with him, it becomes hard. It becomes difficult. It becomes rules. It becomes guidelines to follow. It doesn't become a joy and a delight. And what I see in Scripture and the Gospels is that our relationship with God is to be a delight, is to be a joy. And so when we lose that part of it, that's a red flag. That's the red light on the dashboard of our car flashing saying, hey, maintenance required, right? You need to come back to Jesus' moment and we need to be pulling with him, amen? Number three, learn, learn from me. So that word learn to gain knowledge and skills, but I know it all. Oh, I think the more we walk with God, the more we realize we don't know it all. And when we're yoked with Jesus, we will begin to learn his ways. In fact, when you, if you uh, would grow up in a culture that would still utilize uh, oxen, cattle, horses. So when we were on Mackinac Island, there is no vehicles, okay? So then there's no cars, I don't think no motorized vehicles on the island. So what they use to transport stuff is carts with horses. So you see a lot of carts and horses. And then when you're going around the island, they got a paved road that goes around the island. And you just have to kind of, if you're riding the bike or walking, you have to dodge the, the manure that's on there because of the horses, okay? All right. Um, but... Um, so if you were in that culture and you were training a young horse or, or oxen or cattle to pull, you would, pl- you would pair up. You wouldn't take two young ones and put them together and try to train them. You would take a young one with an experienced one and team them up so that the younger one would learn from the experienced one and learn. You know, and I think that's what Jesus wants to do with us as well is that we can learn from him. He has walked where we have walked. He experienced temptation. He experienced the struggles of life. Um, He experienced suffering. He experienced pain. I don't think there's anything you can find that you're going through that he didn't go through himself. Right? And so if we can yoke our lives with him and walk with him in part, we can learn from him. And he is, the key is here, he is gentle. Don't you like that word gentle? Gentle. He's not going to slap us up the head. Man, you, don't you can't get, you get this right, you numbskull, right? right? That's not God. He's gentle with us. And he's humble and hard. He's not going to come off saying, man, you guys, you can't get your act together. He's humble. He's gentle. And he works with us. So the third principle is learn from the one who is the embodiment of all wisdom. Colossians 3, 2-3 says that in Christ are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. And as we lean into Jesus and spend time with him in prayer and his word, we learn his ways and his wisdom. So you've probably heard the expression, work harder. No, it's work smarter, not harder, right? But sometimes we would just try to work harder than harder and harder. How do we work smarter in the Christian sense? I think it is when we partner with God and we learn from Him. 
We learn from Him. and We partner with Him. So summer can be fun. Now we go into a school year. Maybe you're feeling overwhelmed. Maybe you're feeling really good about it. I hope you are. But maybe you're feeling a little bit like we're going into, it's already here, right? But with that, God is faithful, right? He's faithful. He helps us each and every day through the different seasons of life. And um, if you're tired, if you're carrying a burden, I'm going to challenge you just to draw near to God in these closing moments that we have today. I'm going to have the musicians come. You know, the, this message sounds like Jesus is talking about God wants to renew and refresh us through his presence by doing life with him. And that's what he is meaning, okay? That's the immediate meaning of this passage. But within that, there's also this idea of rest that goes beyond just this present day. To the rest, I think even Christy maybe wrote, talked about that rest when we enter into his rest, into the hope of heaven, right? Um, and so there is that. If we want to have the hope of heaven, there's only one way we can get to heaven, right? And that is if we come to Jesus. He is our hope. He is the way. He is the truth. And he's the life. And when we enter into his rest... In eternity, there will be no more trials. There will be no more pains. Those will all be done because we'll be in His presence and we'll enter into that eternal rest. So even in this life, you have a hard week, right? And you get to, maybe it's Friday evening or Saturday or maybe it's Sunday, and you just kind of, man, that was a hard week. Put your feet up, maybe have iced tea. Mountain Dew, okay? And you just kind of breathe. See, even that is a picture of the things to come. That one day we're going to shed the things, the cares and the things of this world and we're going to enter into His rest. There'll be no more suffering, no more pain, no more sickness, no more disease. That's all going to be behind us in the rearview mirror and we're going to be in His rest in His presence. But that's only as we come to Him, learn from Him, and take His yoke upon us. Amen? Would you stand this morning? Father, this morning, Your Word is very clear that we've all sinned, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. But Lord, you've extended your grace and your mercy. We talked about that in the communion time. And he said that if you stand at the door and you knock. You're not there to sell us a sales plan. You're not there to convince us about something. But you stand at the door and the knock. Knocking. If we open the door, you'll come in and fellowship with us. And that's only possible because you died on the cross. You went to the cross, taking our suffering, our sin, our punishment, our pain. And so, Lord God, um, if we don't know you as our Lord and our Savior, we can make that our prayer this morning by a simple prayer of faith of you saying, Jesus, come into my heart and my life. Forgive me of my sins. Cleanse me of all my unrighteousness. 
be my Lord and my Savior. That's the beginning. And Lord God, I just, uh, if that's anyone here today, um, yeah, make that your prayer today. And Lord God, I just pray also uh, for each one here. And maybe if that's you this morning, maybe you just want to raise a hand. I'm not even going to look up, but it, just as an act of faith on your part, if that's you this morning, would you just raise that hand? Maybe you just, as you go into this fall school year, you're just, it seems like a little bit heavy. And you just, you're just saying, hey, God, I just need your help. I need to learn to walk with you. I need to do a better job of yoking with you. And so, Lord God, uh, you see those hands that are raised just out of obedience, but also just in faith, saying, God, we need you. And, Lord God, I pray that you would come. And that is the promise, Lord God, for each of us. We don't get tired and weary because we are weak or because we're inferior. We get tired and weary because we are human. And, Lord God, we, we need your renewal and we need your rest. Um, and we need your presence in our life to take care of our soul. The things of this world cannot fill the hole in our soul and renew us. Only you can. And so, Lord God, come and fill us with your presence, with your spirit. We give you the thanks and the praise. Amen. Uh, they are here. Um, amen. Beautiful presence here this morning. Father, this morning... I'm so thankful that we can gather together in your name as your people. And Lord God, we thank you for the teaching of your word. And Lord God, we need your word. We, we can easily forget. Sometimes the gospel can, just the following you, we make it too complex and too hard. And we have to come back to your teachings, the basics. It just says, come unto me who are all weary and burdened, and I'll give you rest. And, uh, and Lord God, uh, it's not harder than that. Lord, we just come, we partner with you. Lord, help us to not make it more difficult than it is. To walk with you, to run with you, to do life with you, Lord God. We can't do it without you. It's when we try going it alone, Lord God, that we, we get tired, we get weary, and we lose our strength. And so, Lord God, be upon your people today. Refresh us. Fill us with your joy. Fill us with your peace. Fill us with your spirit, Lord. God, go with our kids this week as they go back to school. Teachers, we give you the thanks. We give you the praise. We ask in your name. Amen. Hey, God bless you this morning. Fellowship as you leave. Youth leaders, uh, helping out. If you would, uh, we're going to meet back in the youth room. We'll meet back in the youth room probably about 10 minutes.